my cousins will try to track me down. My heart says go, my head says no, it's best to stay away. But if I appear, I'm sure to hear all those jerk-offs say, Hey, Cousin Billy, your Cousin Billy, is there anything that you could do for me? Hey, Cousin Billy, your Cousin Billy. Yeah, Your Honor, this here is cinematography. It's like one of them talking radio shows the kids like on the internet anyways it's a show about movies and the goobas that watch them let the record show that i brian am one of those aforementioned goobas as are my two friends and co-hosts hey everyone i'm Corey, and i'm justin listen we could go on and on with the conjecture and the hearsay about the movies and the booze and what have yous. But you can just subscribe to Cinemapodrophy on your favorite streaming platforms. Then you can listen whenever you like. And if you think for one minute that you know what movie we should be watching next, well, then you, I suppose, have both a moral quandary and a legal obligation to send us a message on the Instagrams or at cinemapodrophy at gmail.com. Prosecution will try to tell you the other movie podcast that you should listen to. Well, I'm here to tell you that everything that that guy says is bullshit. Thank you. Stay tuned. It's a cinema. Today we'll be discussing the 1992 Oscar-winning comedy My Cousin Vinny, starring Joe Pesci, Marissa Tomei, Aunt May, The Karate Kid, and and Mitchell Whitfield. Written by Dale Launer and directed by Jonathan Lynn, My Cousin Vinny tells the story of two youths from Brooklyn who get mixed up in some serious legal trouble in rural Alabama. Scared, alone, and facing the electric chair, young Bill calls his mommy for help, and she suggests they call Cousin Vinny, the lawyer in the family, to represent them at trial. It's a heartwarming, well-paced story full of classic comedic beats, lovable characters that my wife has been quoting for years. This was my choice this week, uh, and I can't wait to hear what you guys thought, but first... Let's hit up the concession stand to find out what we're drinking. Hello. Hello. I am drinking. I got a bottle of Wyoming whiskey bourbon. It was a gift from a friend, and uh, it's pretty good. That's all I got to say. Simple, elegant, beautiful. Nice. I am having a uh, a dirty martini uh, with a potato vodka. I... I'm not overly thrilled with it. I think it's the olives I chose, but it's it is still good, and I um I'm still gonna drink it. Well, I have recently been found in contempt of court and sh- am short several two hundreds of dollars. Uh, so I'm having a Kirkland hard seltzer, mango flavor, mm. <laughs> all on a budget, and it's expired. <laughs> and it's I got it on the clearance rack, <laughs> and it's got four months left. <laughs> <laughs> did you buy it on layaway did you buy him on layaway yes <laughs> last I love Easter. It. yeah <laughs> so um yeah my cousin Vinny. um i really like this movie uh i don't know if i'd ever seen it in full uh i feel like i've seen parts of it on tv before um but i thought it was uh it was a cute little movie every bit of two hours um but you know, I thought it was, like I said, paced well. Uh, I thought it was enjoyable. What do you guys think? General thoughts. I thought it was a fun movie. I uh, it, it reminded me of that typical late 80s, early 90s movie. Um, Joe Pesci, uh, he's kind of a one-note cat, and uh, he played that character to a T. And it, it just, it was fun. Yeah, I... I would agree with you, Justin. I do think it was fun. Um, I 
I enjoyed it for the one time that I watched it. I, I, I think I said in our pre-meeting that if this was the 90s and I left the movie theater, I wouldn't have left with the urge to, oh, I can't wait for this to come out on VHS, right? It was it was fun for the moment. Um, yeah. I, 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 I think... I think I liked it a little bit more than you did. I could <laughs> I, I could just see myself watching this, you know, maybe not every week like Super Mario Brothers or 2012, but <laughs> I could see myself, you know, putting this on once a year. Yeah, I, I, I'd agree with that, you know, just to just to keep it fresh. I think there's a lot of cute, a lot of cute quotes in here, like Vinny Bag of Donuts. Like Katie's been saying that to me for years and i've never known what the fuck she was talking about and then suddenly like he's like be back a day and then it's never mentioned again so i don't know if it's important it was funny well i would always see this movie on tv and i would never watch it because i was like all right this is one of those movies you need to start from the beginning and you need to watch it all the way through like you can't just i feel like you can't just hop in now, since I've seen it, I feel like I can hop in anywhere and, and watch it. But, but yeah, I'm. I, I was glad you picked it. I there was a lot of funny parts. I thought. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's funny. A friend of mine had always said Joey Bag of Donuts, and it made total sense when I heard it in the movie. So I was like, okay, now that's where that comes from. Yeah. Holy shit! This all makes sense now because Moe's Southwest Grill. Mm-hmm. One of their burritos is a Joey bag of donuts. Never got it. Never understood it. Now I do. Eh. At least yeah. I hope it's related to this movie. Maybe it's something. <laughs> no, I think it is. I I, I think Moe's, they, their whole theme is like, uh, like rock stars and movie stars and stuff like that. It's, they just, they really should stick to the burritos, but they don't. Mm-hmm. Well, they're real good at welcoming me Welcome into their Mo's. stores when I go there almost never. Actually, I don't remember the last time I was at Moe's. Moe's, not a sponsor of this show. I really like Moe's, but you have to run in and run out because every time you go there, you smell like fried crap. Yeah, well, open kitchen. That's what you're going to get. Yeah. yeah. But but uh, so my cousin Vinny, I, I just want to jump in real quick and I want I want to say something because... Joe Pesci. Mm-hmm. Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci. Everyone knows, you know, him as, uh, you know, one of the wet bandits, Harry mm-hmm. from Home Alone. But what I really think is funny about about his, you know, he had a few year stretch where he was in 1989. He was in Lethal Weapon 2, 1990, Goodfellas and Home Alone. And then. 92, My Cousin Vinny, and then 92 also, my, or Home Alone 2. And then shortly after that, I think Gone Fishing, um, he's in well, Lethal Weapon 4 at some and then, point. And then Casino, but really just between 89 and 92, he plays this, you know, hardcore gangster, and then he kind of plays this softened villain in Home Alone where... We all remember him as kind of the goofy, you know, cat burglar. But then, you know, he goes right back into, you know, Goodfellas being a pretty ruthless guy. Yeah. So, I think he's got some range. I think I think he plays a goofball really well. Um, he plays an early 90s goofball really well. Like, um, mm. you know, comedic tastes change over time. Um, but I, I agree with you. He also plays a, a ruthless so-and-so. Uh, he, and he also has a giant head of cabbage on his head. I mean, he has some thick ass hair. He's got some hair. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that so much. Um, just uh, side note: Are either of you watching um, the? Did either of you watch the Star Wars Mandalorian or Star Wars Boba Fett? That's on. I believe it's Disney Plus. Yes, Mandalorian. Absolutely, I've seen one or two episodes of Boba Fett. Love it. Okay, um, but I just need to make time. Okay, so you will absolutely love this. Um, so I forget her name. Her re- her real actress name is is um. You're not going to see this because of 
we're together mode. Um, but Amy Sedaris, um, she plays like the mechanic. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. With the curly hair. Anyway, I will send you this. But on her Instagram, she talks about um, the book of Boba Fett now streaming. Blah 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 blah. She's like, I can't believe the lines they had to memorize and do. I can't believe I'm part of this series. I can't believe all my friends are droids and I dated a Jawa. I can't believe how much I look like Joe Pesci. <laughs> and it's so true. I'm going to send it to you right now, but it is, it, it absolutely cracked me up. And, and while I was watching this, uh, cause she just posted that very recently on her, on her social media. And while I was watching this, there was a few times I was like, Oh my gosh, it does look like Amy Sedaris's character. Love okay, that. I just sent it to you. There you go. Nice. Well, that's coming over. Um, do you guys kind of want to jump to the episode a little bit and start like just breaking her down? Yeah. So, I mean, basically what this movie is, is uh, just uh, Brian, you said it. It's just a big, big story of miscommunication because, you know, we have two college kids from NYU. What were they? Do- were they driving from Brooklyn? It, it sounded like they were going from Brooklyn to L.A. Yeah, because they got into UCLA. Yeah, by by way of Alabama, which yeah, <laughs> like just taking so, like a real windy, like maybe they're trying to get on Route 66 and yeah. just took that down through BFE. But well, I mean, this was before MapQuest. This was before GPS, so they had to use paper maps. So you know, they they. They did mention something about Florida, so maybe they were trying to make a stop at I don't know. Doesn't maybe it was maybe it was bad weather, and so they were trying to head south and avoid. The I don't know. I don't know. But regardless, yeah, it was are... it was a little unclear, and I didn't I didn't stop it to rewind and dissect every second that didn't have Joe Pesci in it. Nothing <laughs> against Ralph Macchio, but regardless, so they were they ended up in you know some country town of Alabama, and you know they they. They stop. They get some snacks. Ralph Macchio. Yeah, they got a lot of snacks. But it was a, a long snacks. road trip. And Can one I... of it was funny. Real, sorry, real quick. They got all those snacks, and I'm pretty sure they said the total was like a dollar thirty-two. No, it was more than that. The, I... the can of tuna was that much. Oh, was it just a tuna? Yeah, no, because that's what it was. They were, I think, they were arguing about prices of beans. Like, which one are we going to get? And they're like, the cheap one. Fuck it. Like, it's all you're paying for marketing. But beans make you fart. We have a convertible. They have a convertible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Driving a convertible in January. I they're in the south, but I was gonna, I was gonna say real quick, nothing hits differently than picking up snacks at a gas station when you're on a road trip. There's something it doesn't matter if, if you if you were to pack them in advance of the road trip, fine. But like there's something different about going into a gas station and perusing their selection and being excited to get back in the car with it. Mm-hmm. Well, something about just how this movie starts and they they're just they're taking that road trip cross country, having, you know, they they aren't really on a calendar. They are just driving and when they get to somewhere they get somewhere i've never had that luxury and i've always thought it would be so cool just to say you know what i'm gonna go to california and if it takes me three weeks to get there okay that's all right like that just looked real and yeah them getting all the snacks it looked like so much fun to me yeah i mean that's Road part of the fun of a road trip is just like seeing where you go and seeing what you see on the way there. Um, I I also have never had just a for pleasure road trip. There are a lot of times you you drive by a billboard. Like I've driven past Ruby Falls in Tennessee a thousand times. I don't know where Ruby Falls is. I'd like to go someday. Well, <laughs> I, yeah, there's. I mean, yeah, yeah. Like I want to go to that giant T Rex and Pee Wee's Big Adventure, but yeah, I I think I think. Our generation, I should just say today's general public, these youths, values their time, values their time differently. And I would rather spend, let's just say $500. I'd rather spend $500 on a round trip plane ticket that's going to get me there and back in five hours total than only spend $200 on gas. But it's going to take me seven times as long to make my same trip. Like, yeah. 
Yeah. And then you got to worry about how you're going to get around when you get there. A little easier with Uber now, but then you got to budget out an extra $7,000. Yeah. Well, well, I will say, when I was just on my recent vacation in December, we we had to rent a car and uh, we were in San Francisco. It was so cool driving across the Golden Gate Bridge. And then it was also terrifying driving downtown San Francisco because Mm -hmm. of how steep the roads are but it was very cool to be able to say hey i got to drive across the golden gate bridge got to have the sunroof open you know look up at it and then also drive you know on all the streets like lombard street and but but yeah but uh back to getting the snacks mm-hmm. ralph so they get their kid. snacks the, yeah, the karate kid accidentally steals a can of tuna, which sort of sets up the whole shebang for the movie. You know, they end up getting pulled over not long afterwards. Um, find well, out that they match a description of someone. Go ahead. It, it's just, it's, it just goes to show, and, and I know the South really isn't like this, but like how Podunk and Barney Fife, these police officers are, because they are just, so excited to think that they have like we got a we 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 have a serious criminal we caught a serious criminal but like never fully explaining to them like why did you kill this gas station clerk yeah they went they went like 20 minutes 20 30 minutes in the movie before they even mentioned that a guy was shot like it's no wonder these kids and it's back and this is sort of the as we said the theme with the movie miscommunication they didn't say ever that like why did you kill the guy that's why they were able to get him verbatim saying and then you shot the clerk and then i shot the clerk and then you shot the clerk and then i shot the clerk wait what like they were able to get that verbatim and then they, they ended up reading it later in court even even back back it up when when the cop pulls him over and he pulls out the gun, he should have been like, "You are arrested for murder." Like any and, he, and like, wait, what? Like, you don't want to believe that the South was like this, but maybe it was. I, I think know. that's all. I think that's also the bit is like, here's these two yuppie, you know, you know, kids from Utes from uh, Brooklyn. Down in Podunk, Alabama. And wouldn't you know it, of course, like they're getting pulled over for a can of tuna. And now, (laughs) you know, they're staring down a 12 gauge and they're like, of course, this is what it's like down here. And they go along with it because they have that um, presupposition. That's not the word I'm looking for. It's a much bigger word that I'm looking for. I don't know. Been a long week. Snowy. Um, But they have this, you know, um, bias about them that, you know, this is what. Alabama is so they just go along with it and they're like yeah sorry I have the tuna yada yada and then they're like well, let's get past the tuna why did you kill him huh yeah. and you know well that- even even after that I thought it was funny how they so they they get processed I guess it looks like they take them to a prison and they just they they give them you know their bed sheets they still have on their street clothes mm-hmm. and they are just locked away in prison. I, I've a correctional never, facility. I'm just like scary prison. Well, I've never been arrested. I, I, I mean, I know um, you guys aren't, you know, felons, but um, I feel like when they, when you do something, even if you were to murder somebody, they're not going to put you right into prison right away. Like they're going to keep you in like County lockup and, and I mean, I just I thought that was kind of funny how they just were like, yep, you're going right to prison. You get to wear your street clothes. It doesn't matter. And then, you know, they they uh, trying to find an attorney. Brian, I know you have a good quote for this. When they when they figure out what attorney they want to they want to talk to. Oh, yeah. Uh, wait, the mic. Damn, I feel like you just teed one up for me. and I'm for, I'm forgetting. I had a quote. The Vinny bag of donuts. So, <laughs> so they what they're really trying like... to do. They're they're trying to find an attorney. They're trying to figure out you know how much is it going to cost. So Ralph calls up his mom. His and he was like you know 
we need an attorney. And she's like, oh, we got one in the family. And oh, you, oh, yeah, you think you do it? Oh, great. That's great, Ma. Thanks, Ma. Click. Hangs up the Ma. phone. Ma. Yep. Like, my cousin, my cousin Vinny, he's a lawyer. He got a lawyer in the family. You think you do it? Yay. And then uh, one of my favorite parts in the movie is sort of uh, when they really cement that whole miscommunication bit in the jail. Um, when he shows up and Bill's asleep, Stan's the only one awake. Again, never, Vinny never introduces himself. He's like, oh, yeah, hey, how's it going? It's good? You're good? I'm going to come in your cell now. Great. And then Stan is under the impression that, like, he's there to rape him. And he's like, I don't want to do anything. He's like, okay, good. That's fine. But, like, we got to do something. I didn't come down here just to get joked off. And he's like, I'm going to jerk you off. Yeah, like, I was laughing hysterically. I was like, that's such a good bit. And then they oh, repeated absolutely. it like eight times in the movie. <laughs> yeah. But. But it was funny. Um, speaking of the ma, did you, what did you guys call your mother growing up? Simple mom. Mommy to mom. See, as an adult, I mean, even when I was living at home, it was ma. Yeah, even though we're I, not from, even we're not from New York or that part of the country or yeah, Italian. You're from, you're from Northwest Indiana, you know. You got Mastacholi. Ma, so I get it. Oh, Mastacholi. Let's go down exist. the. Gotta go to Strax and get some Mastacholi. It doesn't exist outside of Northwest Northwest Indiana. I've never seen it on a menu somewhere listed as Mastacholi. <laughs> no, because yeah. it's just baked pasta. There's baked a ziti, yeah. There's a Mastacholi noodle you use instead of a ziti noodle. Yeah, it's cool. it's. And it's made with uh, with uh, Lake Michigan water. So, <laughs> you know, it's, it's full of arsenic. It yes, boils it's a, it's a staple at every open house. Yeah, yeah. You got you got mastacholi. You got fried chicken, taco in a bag. A dessert table where everyone brings desserts, but no one Magic ends up bars. eating them. So then someone has to bring to go containers, so you can all take home the food because no one wants to take home the food. Somebody brings, you know, weeks old uh, potato salad and just kind of sticks it on the table and nobody touches it. Yeah, you, you get it at your Strax Von Tobel. <laughs> Strax Von Tobel Lumber, Lumber Hardware and Emporium. <laughs> but no, I, what I wanted to mention, too, I I really, really love the part. I think it was right before Vinny goes to the prison when he... Uh, him and uh, Mona Lisa Vito, they they get into Alabama and they I think they just park like downtown, like at, at the downtown. And Vinny gets out. He's checking out his car because it's covered in mud. And and the guy goes, uh, you got mud tires. Or you got mud in your tires. Or you got mud I've in your tires. I've experienced that. It happens. It will throw off your alignment. Your whole car will shake. But I. I what I what I liked about this part, and I thought it was a joke at first. I thought it was like kind of the East Coast New Yorker joke when when Vinny goes, uh, you see her, she knows everything known about cars. She's never heard about mud in your tires. Like I, I thought that was like a joke, like an East Coast joke of like, hey, I'm better than you. I I know everything and you don't know anything. But like I, I was wrong because Mona Lisa does actually know everything about cars but not about mud in the tires no but Probably what not i a did new york problem what i did like is vinny's outfit the all black oh, yeah. the the and then he also made a comment about he's like i got cowboy boots on though i fit in like <laughs> yeah no yeah he's got the one thing yeah but i really liked the the dynamic between um Vinny and Lisa. Like, I thought that was Agreed. my favorite part. Also, I was going to save this for later, but I submit to the jury that the name of this film should be changed to My Cousin Vinny's Fiance Lisa. Because in hindsight, now having seen the whole film, those boys would be dead if it wasn't yeah. for her. They would be yep. dead. And Vinny yep. would probably be in jail. Like it could be, it could be normal big text, my cousin Vinny, and then small text, fiance Lisa. Yeah. Or what about every DVD? 
my aunt and uncle saves the day. <laughs> Not technically his aunt yet. True. But Lisa Left Eye Lopez takes this takes a stand. You know, Aunt May, she <laughs> is she's hot in she's, the new Spider Man's, but she's just hot. You just she's hot. She's y- this hot. She's she's pretty fucking good looking in this too. Yeah, and I know show. her outfits are ridiculous and like very eighties to nineties, but she actually off. looks like she could have been cast in Super Mario Brothers, like in that same outfit. She would have been with the girls in the Goomba Lounge. Like, yes, she would have been the one from Queens that was like, "Hey, Mario, how's yeah. it going? It's good to see ya." Well, okay, was that who was that? Because I heard um, Edith Bunker from "Boy the Way Glenn Miller Played," songs that made the hit parade. That's yeah. what I heard. Yeah, Isn't that close. Carol Burnett? No. Oh. She's a lookalike. She could be here, her cousin, twice removed. But, but what what was up with Mona Lisa's little? Did you guys see her blonde streak by her ear? Yeah, dude, it's just a little. It's a racing streak. No, I missed that. She it had was... she had little like just highlights like in the temple sideburn region that she sort of like tucked back, and they ended up being a little like a low light. Give me talking about hair like I know the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Actually, you did. I mean, it sounded. I, I, I was. I believed you. Yeah. But well, it, and then also something else. A minor thing about Vinny is when he was in a prison and the guard took him to the cell. Did you guys notice he he did another like New Yorker East Coast thing? He tipped the guard. <laughs> like, and, yeah. Hey, yeah. Thanks. How's it going? Fuck off. Okay. And the guard was like, "What the fuck is this?" Like he took it though. He took it. Yeah. Speaking like he, of speaking of the exchange of money, I love the moment when they're in the bar and he's trying to get the money that that guy screwed Lisa out of. Yeah, and JT. anyway, like like after that goes down, he looks at the guy that's over in the neck brace and he's like, "Were you in an accident?" Like he's asking all the questions that a real lawyer would ask, and yeah, it was a personal just, injury attorney, which is yeah, what he, he was is. totally yeah. like yeah, he had the he had his yeah. flips, and then he's like, did, "Did you fall? Was it was it your house or was it your friend's house?" It was my house. Fuck, I ain't know. Hey. All right. But no, I that was that was an unnecessary part of the movie. The whole the whole uh, pool hall fighting scene, but it it added to the movie. Like it was transitional. Like they stuck him in because the pool hall's right across the the street from the hotel they're staying in. And what's the pool hall called? Pool and shit. Chicken. God damn it! That was close. Pool and chicken. <laughs> Pool and chicken. Jesus. Which, by the way, I'm sorry. That sounds like the worst combination ever. Like, let's get your hands all greasy and then play pool, right? I feel like that's just an absolute. That pool cue is just gonna slide right through there. No friction, man. It's kind yeah. of like, kind of like when you think about it, bowling, right? And everything is essentially fried and or is pizza. Yeah, you have you always um, covered pizza. in a layer of nicotine. Yep. Pizza and bowling because. Everybody has to use your hand to grab that slice of pizza, but then they also have to put their hand in that bowling ball. I'm just saying, sitting here in February of 2022, knowing what we've been through in the last two years, it. I'm surprised that like none of us have more diseases than we have after all going to a bowling alley and finger banging the ball and also eating our <laughs> our chicken tenders, fries, pizza and everything else in between. Sharing shoes. All of, no no, I mean shoes aside, let's just talk the ball. Let's I mean like please. I forget just the ball, like we're putting our feet into somebody else's shoes that probably has like athlete's foot, corns. But hang on, bones. hang on. But they the, spray but the shoes are sprayed for a moment. What the like fuck a, the is shoes that? are sprayed. The whole finger thing is in in the ball at the food in your mouth, repeat. There was no hand sanitizer, nothing. Uh, anyway, well, sorry. That's but why no, I like it duck pin bowling. You don't have to finger nothing. And that's why I like <laughs> wee bowling because, yeah. But um, I, you know, so I the first the first day in court, it well actually I want to back it up a little bit. Back it up. There were there was a lot of jokes that repeated throughout this mm-hmm. entire movie you know the the there was uh 
basically everything that happened in this movie was a clue for later on in the movie. The miscommunication, the whole thing where wherever Vinny and Mona goes, they get woken up at 5.30 a.m. If not earlier. It, or 5 a.m. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's it's such a like dumb joke, but they do it the entire movie. You know, the first day it was uh, the steam, steam whistle. whistle. Which was for, what factory was that? I don't know, but I love the explanation. That whistle goes off so that everybody knows it's time to get the fuck up. Here so, for miles. I have to say, I actually did fall asleep uh, just a little bit earlier at that part in the movie. And when that steam whistle went off, I really wish we didn't have surround sound. Oh, um, but anyway, <laughs> so well, I, point is, well, I very much experienced what they did. Well, then you might have missed this. This next part is when they, <laughs> I, I loved it because I'm, I'm simple. I like dumb jokes, but um, they go to the diner. <laughs> they, they sit down and uh, the guy hands them both mi- or one menu. And they, they're looking at it. They're kind of like, oh, okay. Well, hey, what's your, what, are you, what are you thinking? What are you going to have? Oh. oh, I don't know. I'm a girl. We'll take, we'll take <laughs> breakfast. And then they show a little shot of the menu, and it just says, menu, breakfast, lunch, <laughs> dinner. Yeah, it was, I, I wrote down the prices, too, because I used to be in restaurants. So it's breakfast, $1.99. Lunch, $2.49. Dinner, $3.49. Well, End of list. Well, then you could also tell you're in the South because he takes that giant uh, oh, so spatula much lard. and he just throws on a ton of lard on a the cup flat of top. lard. But this is where you see one of the first clues because they're served uh, grits, grits. Uh, mm-hmm. fried eggs, uh, bacon. And it was so funny because they were like, I can't do a Joe Pesci, but they were like... Uh, Hang on, can you try, though? Because I want to hear it. <laughs> uh, I agree. Hey, what, what's that? Like, I don't know. But it's close. It's not bad. It's good. It's, good. it's not they, bad for a first try. He uh, he gets the grits, and he starts asking all the questions, and then, you know, the, the, the diner cook kind of looked at him like he was an idiot, because he was like, you don't know what grits are? And then... And then Cousin Vinny, he starts acting like, oh, yeah, I know everything about grits. He tries the tiniest little bite. Like, he had then, a grit. I don't think he hated <laughs> it. But I, I just, I really, I really thought that was a funny part. But then that, that leads into the first day of court. Where we are introduced to, uh, what's his name? Judge Haller, a.k.a. Herman Munster. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody recognized him, but one hundred percent. But uh, I, I I liked the judge. I I liked the judge too because he ran a tight ship. It was a corrupt ship, but he ran a tight southern ship. <laughs> yes. Well, it was only corrupt in so far that they didn't actually try to solve the case. They just said, "There's guys that match the exact description," and then they just pinned it on him. So yeah. I don't know if that's the judge's fault or if that's the whole judicial system. Burn it down. Can we can we pause just a quick? I want to say one more one more thing about the diner. Um, it reminded me of when um, so after work back in the day when I worked at the restaurant. I'm um, going back to last week's video. Um, it would there was a few times that we would stop at a Waffle House on the way home, and it'd be obviously you know after midnight whatever. And my boss at the time lived in the same neighborhood as I did, and he was like, "Hey, he's like, listen." And, you know, I mean, let's be honest, Waffle, I can't see it, Justin. It's it's sad. Um, but uh, he was like, listen, he goes, here's my only advice when you go into a Waffle House. He goes, make sure whatever you order hits the griddle because that griddle is on 24-7, 365. And so anyway, that that's what that reminded me of when he smacked that that lard down was was my my many days at Waffle House after midnight. <laughs> Solid hey. advice. Actually. Yep. Agreed. Waffle. <laughs> Waffle House is fantastic. I let's not so. let's not say it is fantastic thing. when you're 
after you've consumed some alcohol. <laughs> I have no, never once been like, oh, it's a, it's a it's a Sunday afternoon. Like, let's go to Waffle House. It's different though. It's it's completely different because there is a lot of fancy and very good brunch places everywhere around the country now. You can get a fantastic eggs Benedict, a whatever, anywhere. There's just something about a griddle made breakfast that. You know, you get the fried eggs, crispy hash browns, some bacon. It, it's just, it's. It, yeah, you're right. It's different. It hits it kind of it, it kind of makes you feel like you're back at home again. I don't. Know. I get it. We were a Denny's household. I will not stand for this nonsense. <laughs> See, I was a Shoney's house. Oh God, a Shoney's. We went what to Shoney's. Fuck Shoney's, man. That's good stuff. R.I.P. Every year for my birthday, my parents would be, they would take us, you know, where do you want to go for your birthday? Where do you want to go eat at? I would always pick Shoney's and I would always make us go first thing in the morning because that's, that's fresh. That was my, like, I didn't know any better. But as a kid, when you're like, I can have all you can eat bacon and sausage, sign me up. Yep. Hell yeah. Yep. Sorry. Back to the judge. And we're but, back. But no, just the judge. <laughs> he. I just I loved it how that first day they had all of those, you know, those uh, witnesses and they were clearly lying. I mean, the entire time Vinny wasn't saying anything. One, I don't think he really knew what was going on. He did. Two, two, he was like. We're in the South. This is going to go to trial. I'm not going to waste my time. Like, I'm not going to waste an argument like. We're going to trial. Well, I, I agree with you because he, he said as much. But again, without Lisa, they those boys would be dead because he didn't know what he's doing. He'd never been to trial before. He's a personal injury lawyer. He'd been that for six weeks, um, you know, after six year gap between graduating law school and passing the bar, which I couldn't do. I don't know how long that takes. A while, I imagine. But he tried six times and failed. Uh, eventually succeeded never been to trial before he genuinely didn't know what he was doing that's one of the again those clues those little kind of through lines through the whole movie when the judge hands him that triple thick bible full of alabama law procedure he he and Mo, and lisa collectively read that book in five days six days yeah. on top of not sleeping like it's impressive but day one he didn't know anything no well, he did so he get in trouble for several times. <laughs> he did get in trouble, which I thought was great because it set the tone for how court was going to be. You know, when the judge was like, in my courtroom, you will wear a tie like. This again, it dates yeah. itself. You will look appropriate. You will wear a, wear a suit made of some kind of cloth. <laughs> he, he comes in where like wearing a leather suit jacket and he's like i thought you were kidding about that and then he goes you know two hundred dollar bail right back to jail see he made a he made a comment on the second day when he when he showed back up in his leather coat he sounded like my my father-in-law because you know the 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 judge goes uh uh weren't you supposed to wear a suit and he kind of looks at him and he goes you serious? Like, you weren't joking about that? Yeah, like, I thought you were kidding. I could just hear my father-in-law say that just kind of as like a, what the fuck is this guy talking about type thing? <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, man. But, uh, no, I mean, yeah, you're absolutely right. Mona Lisa, she saved the day, but she also had some great, you know, I did kind of think it was fishy when uh, Vinny was going hunting with uh, what's his name. I agree. Name? Jumping a bit forward in that, the he was the other lawyer. Um, God, I have IMDb here. That was um, what is his name? He Jim was in Trotter the Mighty Ducks. The Lane Smith is the character or is the actor's name. Yeah. Jim Trotter was his name in the show, but. It was just funny how Vinny, again, Vinny has no idea what's going on, but Vinny is like, I'm going to try to finesse him. I'm going to try to get his yeah. files. And he goes, I think I get the vibe that Vinny has probably been very um, not lucky his whole life, but like 
against it, I feel like things often work out for him because he like every time he was up against any kind of adversity, figuring out how Alabama trial law works, figuring out how to go hunting for a deer or whatever, what he's going to wear. He's like, hey, we'll figure it out. It's a bada bing. Yeah, no, no, no. I completely agree. And I think I think there's something to be said, too, about even if the times that he's failed at that hasn't been awful enough to deter him from doing it again. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's just going to figure it out as he goes and, you know, kind of slap it together. But did, I thought, did you guys hear how Mona Lisa said, what'd she say? She's like, you're going to go and shoot a deer. Like (laughs) that, that, that bit in the movie, I wrote it down that, uh, Lisa equals Katie, my wife, because <laughs> because she's just like going to go up and just get a little drink of water at a babbling brook. It's going to pull his little face down to the water and then <laughs> part of his brain blows <laughs> off. Poor little deer. That's but then she finishes off and she's like, do you think he'll give a fuck what kind of pants you're wearing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's not wrong. Oh, damn it. Best character in the movies, Lisa. Oh, she, I mean, down. just her, yeah, the way that she said things, but like, that that was a great one. But yeah, it, it just, it was, fun. again, you know, he had no idea what was going on, but he's like, hey, do you think I could take a look at your files? And, he's you like, know, yeah, here's everything because I have to give it to you. Well, did you see he pulls out his bulky car phone, calls his secretary? Yeah. Can you Xerox those for uh, for uh, Mr. Gambino? Mm-hmm. And what's so crazy about that? Gambino? Is that that, that what? Childish Gambino? Sorry. <laughs> Which, it, what's, what's so funny about that, though, is that that wasn't that long ago. Like, I watch these movies, and I'm just like, it is just such a different world pre-cell phone. I mean, pre, pre-modern cell phone, right? And, like, how there's moments where you can look at that, it, it feels like, eons ago but when you stop and think about it you're like wow that was not that long ago yeah well, 30 what about 30 years when, what about when uh herman munster doesn't he call uh the new york bar association to run Vinny's name and like they have to mail the information back yeah and, and then he was like faxing it is the next fastest option <laughs> Yeah, Vinny goes and faxes it, but then Vinny could just give him, he could just keep giving him fake names because he knew it was going to take, you know, a few days before he could get, he could get caught. Now, I'm sure you could get on your phone and just pull up somebody, but um, <laughs> immediately, yeah. Speaking of fake names, um I'm going to this local, it's a it's a count it's a city/county, I think it's a county sponsored like walk in this park. It's a moonlight thing, whatever they're paying $4. They're shuttling you over. Fine. It was so difficult to buy tickets. Um, I couldn't just go in and say, Hey, I want four tickets. I had to go in and like create an account, fine, whatever. But then I couldn't just pick four. I had to, or three, I, no, sorry, two, I needed three total. Um, I had to like add them as family members. It was, it would not let me just buy three. And so I made up two people. I had Judy Sue and Bobby Brown are the two two people that I added. But anyway, to your point about Bobby fake names, Brown. I hope they don't need to show their ID at the uh, at the event. Oh, so we shall see. Well, that's like last weekend. I had to rent a truck from Menards. It was the most difficult thing I've ever done because I, you know, they were like, "We need proof of insurance." So I give them the proof of my insurance. They go, "Well, this address doesn't match up with your uh, your ID." And I go, well, when that contract was written, I was at my old address. I have moved since then. They're like, well, we need an updated insurance. And I go, they don't update the insurance until you Your renew next it. next premium, yeah. And they're like, well, I don't know if we can rent you a car. Meanwhile, Meanwhile call you go them to, and ask, to, is this policy valid? <laughs> well, I'm not, I'm not kidding. She then goes, I need to know the name of the agent that wrote you this. It's Geico or whatever. <laughs> I was like, I don't fucking know. Put down fucking Geico, Geico. from Liberty Mutual. Who gives a shit? Just give me the truck. Like Judy Sue. Judy Bobby Sue. Brown. Yeah, Bobby Brown. 
But then she goes, uh, Maryville, Indiana. I'm, I'm not think? kidding you. She goes, Maryville, Indiana. Where's that at? And I look Ooh. at her, I go, why the fuck does it matter? Write it down. Move on. Google it. It's in Indiana. Yeah, I get it. It doesn't matter. Um, can we? Okay, hang on. We're going into this. It doesn't matter. Why are you asking conversation? One of my biggest pet peeves is being at the grocery store and checking out. And I understand there's that moment where, like, you're face to face with the cashier. They want to strike a conversation. How was your day? Fine. I don't mind the small talk of how are you? Good. Great weather. Fine. Boom. Whatever. What I can't stand is when someone like surveys my my uh, items I'm buying and starts to make assumptions, right? Like, oh, oh, making lasagna. Oh, like, yes, no shit, bitch. I bought sauce, meat, and lasagna noodles. What do you think I'm doing? Like, what what else are you gonna use those lasagna noodles for? Do you think well, I like to slice them up, make spaghetti? It's like, oh no no, it's actually a great dessert. You um crumble them up on top. Like no, like what. And what I don't mind, though, is if it's a product they don't know and they go, oh, I've never tried this. Do you like it? Like, I don't mind that at all. It's the, it's the small talk assumptions that drive me up a wall. I don't know why it is. It just happens. So anyway, back to our show. Yeah. So that was a segment, a new segment we called What the Fuck? That's yeah, What new. the Fuck? We're going to call that uh, Time for Tangents. Yeah. <laughs> this is actually intermission. We can, we can, because we're on this whole um, uh, cinema theme, we can call that the restroom break. Uh, I like that. Intermission. Intermission. Popcorn. I need a popcorn refill. You know, whatever you're going to do, a refill. I need a PPMP break. PP popcorn. Interbitchin. Interbitchin. Yes. I love it. I like it. Folks, that's how we do it. Here on Cinema Podgraphy, it's basically just a giant think tank. You can add to the think tank by sending us matches. Nah, words are hard. Message. Yes, yeah, send us matches. <laughs> send us matches at Please. fire, 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 fire in a theater fire. Please, I just, I, just, I just need some sort of human interaction. Please send me something. <laughs> Slide into my the DM. Only, Please. The only reason we do this is so we can talk to another human being. Yes. We're all very lonely. Not, not our spouses. <laughs> But instead, <laughs> I'm 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 in an Alabama corrections facility, and these two are my pen pals. My lawyer is my cousin, but man, he can't cut it. You know, it would have been. It, <laughs> I get the you know what would be public defender. You know, it'd be a funny movie, a funny sequel. Hmm. Is if they came out with like my cousin Vinny two, where you know, right after at the end of okay, let's be honest, everybody. Vinny, Mona Lisa, they get them off. They, they're innocent. And by uh, get them off, he means re- makes them reduce all charges so there's none against them. Yeah, you know, they, they, do some, they do some magic, you know, whatever. But Vinny is trying to run out. Vinny is trying to get out of Alabama as, as fast as possible. What I thought was weird was Stan and Bill, they, like, were hanging out at the courthouse. Well, do you if know why? I, Vinny was trying to get out for a very specific reason. Yes. Vinny was trying to get out because he didn't want to get caught by the judge because he gave him another fake name. Bill and Stan, they just got off a murder charge. If I was in some Alabama town and if I was getting charged with murder that I didn't do, but then I, w- then I got off, I'm like, get me the fuck out of here. Like, but, yeah. but I agree, but they don't have a car yet. So they're probably like, how do we get our car back? So we have an leave. uncle there. Uncle, let me get in the back seat. Let's go. Oh, true. True. But no, what what I think would be interesting is if they came out with my cousin Vinny too, where it was like 30 years down the road, right after Vinny left, somehow the uh the uh what's his name? Jim Trotter is like, you know what? I want to reach I, I want to appeal this and I want to put them through trial again. They get found guilty. They have to spend 30 years in prison. And then fast uh, forward. You can't do that. It's called double jeopardy. You can't try someone for something or, that they've already been uh, found innocent of. That is correct. And that's another option we will probably do on this podcast. Double jeopardy starring Tommy Lee Jones and... Um, Good choice. Um, that 
female. But yes. My, so, my point is, I think a fun a, a sequel could have been funny if the boys were found guilty and they were like fast forward thirty years to when they're getting out. And no, they, they would have they would have nuked them in thirty seconds. They were going to put them in true. That- Sure, no, sure. but here's the thing. I, I think, Justin, I like where you're going with this. I think it would have been like an O.J. Simpson style where like, hey, they got they were um, d- um, um, released of all charges for the first alleged crime. However, they get busted for something else later on. Well, they're going back to Brooklyn with vengeance to go after Vinny, who's now 30 years older. And in the process, they run into Daisy, who's doing a dino dig in Brooklyn. And yes. <laughs> well, actually, when they get to New York City, they get to Brooklyn, they get trampled on by a giant T-Rex called Godzilla, and they just die. Yeah, but, but they die because it's the end of the world, and all the polarity is moved, and all the mountains shift, and suddenly there's Everest where there should be Japan and uh, John Cusack is still driving a fucking limo. And and uh, Ebony Scrooge is still um, bitching about sand in her um, spinach. But they pass so, a billboard for a new Michelin star restaurant that has a chef that has a bunch of scissors and knives for fingers and he can make the world's best sushi. And... What you don't know is that Dell is now his sous chef. He's he has a home now. He's and with Godzilla is extremely smart sharks that um, are helping Godzilla just kill people. And, and the sharks. No, go for it. Go. And the sharks work with um, a defunct preacher who. Uh, was at a church where they held the funeral services for a very mustachioed Bruce Willis once. Ernest Menville. Ernest Menville, thank you. And there were two women who were plastered together making comments about the entire thing that was going on. Who ended up being used as shark bait later on. The end. Sounds like a pitch, guys. <laughs> Got it. Basically. By Thanks the way, for if tuning you're in. just joining us, if this is your first episode that you're joining us for Simple Padre, very confused. We just recapped season one in the last minute and a half there. So um, it's a little bit of everything mixed together. And I, I apologize to our last listener. <laughs> if you're still listening. <laughs> hey, what are there, what are our numbers? There. Have you looked at our numbers recently? Five yeah, people. Yeah, we're in the 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 single digits. Killing we it. are in the three digits with a decimal. Three so. digits with a decimal. Um, do we still have a presence in Europe? Because <laughs> um, we did out. when we started, but let's find out. I can pull up and, those. And numbers. that's another thing, um, listeners, is we made a pact to each other when we started this that we were no offense, we love you all that you're listening, but we were doing it for ourselves. Um listeners was just an added bonus. You know, this is our modern day bowling league without putting our fingers in the disgusting bowling ball assholes. And you can say it finger banging the bowling ball. So we actually so we have a uh, presence in Germany, Brazil and Canada. Brazil. Yep. 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 Thank you, Brazil. Thank Thank you, you, Germany. Thank you, Canada. Fuck off, Canada. No, I'm kidding. Don't you dare. And Spread the word. I like Canadians. Big fan of Letterkenny. 62% of our listeners are um, non-binary that are between the ages of 28 and 44. You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks, so, guys. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the, the gays, they, they set trends. You know, I'm just telling you when, whenever Watch something out. is new and hip, the gays always discover it first. Always. <laughs> if you look at any rough neighborhood, you know who you know who moves into a rough neighborhood first. The gays. The gays, and then they make it cool. They make it. They fun. gentrify it. Yeah. And then they're like, onto the expensive. Next. Yeah. So. <laughs> This so, took a turn. Yeah, we. I don't even remember. 
it didn't just derail. I feel like I got off the train somewhere, and I don't know where. This was uh, basically uh, Speed. Um, oh, that's a, another one. It's a great movie. We're, we're, we're just a bus that's out of control at the airport right now. <laughs> um, people are just holding on for dear life. Um, we got a crazy, dumb old woman who thinks she can sneak off, and we got a wild cat. Oh, so, I love love the wild cat. So, but I, watch watch this movie. Check it out. Laugh at it. It has dumb, silly, easy jokes. Everything kind of repeats itself throughout the movie, but that's a purpose. Go ahead, Brian. Currently on HBO Max. I don't know how long it's going to be there, uh, but that's where I watched it. Same. Yes. Let me. Justin will figure out what we're watching next while he also tells us what we're going to be watching next. So, So, yes, Justin, tell us. So my pick is, you know, it's it's a movie that I remember as a kid, but I feel like it's a very big popular movie for our generation, our age group. It's uh, it's uh, has a late Heath Ledger, 10 Things I Hate About You. That is on Disney Plus. That's kind of a random place for that. I did not know that was a Disney movie, but well, now that Disney owns most things, Disney owns everything, dude. Yes, but ten things I hate about you. So, have you guys seen it? No, I don't think I have. Maybe, maybe a little bit of it on TV. You, I, I really, I really, really think you guys are gonna like it. It's it's a, it's a cliche teen nineties movie. Here's here's the best part about this podcast is even if the movie isn't amazing and you're not a fan of it, for me what makes it so great is this the ability to talk about it with you all and hear your perspectives and laugh about it and cut up and go on uh uh what do you call it a bitchin' break? Uh interbitchin'. Uh, interbitchin'. Yeah, like like that's what I love about it. Because even if I walk away from the movie going, eh, that wasn't that great, I'm excited to talk about it with you guys. That's what mm-hmm. I love. Same. Yeah. I think this is a great exercise in, like, not just having a movie on, but, like, actually paying attention to it. Yes. I've said that time and time again because I'm, I am so passive with, especially movies I've seen because I just want it as background noise, right? So, I mean, my God, the amount of times that Derek comes home and – First Wives Club or Hocus Pocus or all these other movies are on. And he's like, oh, you're watching that again? And it's like, for me, it's just familiar background. But to actually sit and watch it and critically take notes and think about it is a totally different experience. But again, what what I always think about with, with doing this podcast and why I'm having so much fun is there's so many nights where my wife and I, we are just sitting trying to figure out what to watch. We're mm-hmm. like... Hey, what 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 movie should we watch? And we, you know, you end up you scroll forever and you just go right back to watching Law and Order SVU. <laughs> with hey. with this with this podcast, and I and I really hope you know our listeners will will kind of take a look at the movies that that we've reviewed or we've watched and say, you know what, I I've never seen that, or oh yeah, I forgot about that, or oh I have a memory about this. I want to watch that this week, like. We're not reinventing the wheel here. We're just three idiots having a fun time talking about <laughs> movies and bitching about life. Like, yeah, I mean, don't. And I'm just saying, if you're ever a cashier, do not ask somebody what they're making if you see that it's very obvious. Yeah, no. yeah because if you for one minute assume that you know what they're going to be doing with duct tape, <laughs> Vaseline, and a plunger, gloves, and a plunger, you're wrong. Corey, you really, next time that happens to you, you need to, like, say the creepiest possible thing. Here's the thing. I would 100% do that if I was out of town. But because I have to go back to this grocery store, I go probably every day or every other day. Like, I See, that would be better, though, because then that cashier would look at you and you could just, like, give them, like, a weird look like that guy from Twilight. I can't remember his name, but... So... um, no, I, I so next movie. time I'm visiting you, um, I will do that if it happens. I will give some ridiculous answer. Like in next time you you get lasagna noodles and they're like, Oh, are you making lasagna? And be like, 
I'm shaving the skin off my husband and replacing him with lasagna. Oh, that's a, that's a good one. Yeah, like yeah, the skin the, the skin graft machine was down at the hospital, so they asked me to bring some lasagna noodles for my husband's motorcycle accident. Like, like <laughs> I figured this would work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You think Bertoli no. is better? Or should I get just a crack brand? <laughs> Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You didn't. God. So, Mm-mm. well, I. Uh... Good choice. That that's, thank you. Uh, it was a fun one. That yeah, that that was a fun show. That was a fun movie. Watch it. Check it out. Watch Ten Things I Hate About You. Listen to us next time. Mm-hmm. In a couple weeks. Bye. Bye.